I'm sailing away. <laughs> Caught an open course for the emergencies. <laughs> Beckin crushed it. I love that song right now. Why? I don't know, but I need to listen to it. Oh. That felt very nostalgic. <laughs> what do you mean, why? I don't know. I didn't know anyone ever actually liked that song. Oh, yeah. Because it gets stuck in your head. Yeah. And then for like the rest of the week, you're like, come sail away. Come sail away. <laughs> but you're all welcome if that gets stuck in your head. Yeah. This makes it. <laughs> yeah. But you know when they first turned on this podcast, uh-huh. they're going to be like, oh no, did I turn on the radio? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that crushed it. Sounds exactly like fucking Sticks or whoever sings that song. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. It's us. Yeah. Still Aaron us. Stacey. You tuned into the right station. <laughs> so this weekend... Lee was at a bachelor party for our friend Jake. What up, Jake? What's up, Jake? Hey, hey Brandon was there too. Oh, yeah, and Brandon. And Lee came back and he was like, oh my gosh, a lot of our friends listen to your podcast. And I was like, really? That's so weird. <laughs> I know, I love it. He came back and said like a handful of our friends that you wouldn't expect listen. And I'm like, that's so fucking awesome. I didn't even have to like badger them to listen to it. That is really awesome. So hey, everybody. But also, I'm so like self-conscious about it (laughs) (laughs) well as soon as he said that i was like i totally talked about my tits (laughs) what else have i talked about right exactly (laughs) doesn't really matter everybody knows what to expect from me though yeah it's true those people probably heard the story in real life first (laughs) (laughs) before it was my goddamn it's so true yeah well the last one you were talking about that fucking red ripper in your bathroom yeah (laughs) but that wasn't my red river (laughs) no no but it's still a pretty fucking gross story with those gross ass shoes and your umbilical cord basically you air a lot of dirty laundry yeah no i do i'm okay with it though i'm a a fucking open book i don't know that i have other than just that i'm dumb (laughs) i'm going for like people needing to turn this shit off because they're like what the fuck they're listening for blood and guts anyway yeah they're listening for that goddamn moment yeah (laughs) there it went (laughs) let's bring it full circle then give me your goddamn Aaron. all right well welcome to episode 37 guys (laughs) every time i never (laughs) let you introduce it it's because we just turn on the mics and start fucking talking i know well stacy i will tell you about my goddamn Okay, good. I'm ready for it. You actually already know it. I do know it. I'm pregnant. Ah! And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> do you think everybody's like, they just yelled a lot. Did she say she's pregnant? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I, ha- I am with child. <laughs> Are you heavily pregnant? <laughs> I, oh, gross. I fell pregnant according to some... <laughs> British people, that's how they oh, say it. Oh, that's my favorite way of saying yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I fell pregnant and the uh, fallen victim yeah. <laughs> to pregnancy once again. I feel like most of our friends, now that we know that they listen, they should have already guessed this because you were pregnant. So it was only <laughs> a matter how, of fucking time. That's how our weird ass codependent relationship works. Yeah. <laughs> listen, though, if you start having more than two, I don't know if I'm in on the next ones. Brandon wants like four or five. So, um, oh, I'm a hard iffy on like number three. <laughs> yeah, I am too. Trust me me <laughs> i'm actually more of like a two is a good number i've always wanted two. you get family of four pack tickets like yeah that's enough that's how that shit works you have to buy another ticket if you win a fucking contest no <laughs> i too ne- many kids i never win contests so this <laughs> will never be my i've problem. never won a contest <laughs> but in case you ever did yeah yeah. I get it. That's too many. Somebody once told me long ago, uh-huh. which was a week ago, that you should never have more kids than you have arms or hands. And you can't count other people's hands or arms. 
so you should have two is basically what they're saying unless you're missing an arm then you should only have one <laughs> jesus it's <laughs> very uh, gatekeeping <laughs> right reddit <laughs> I can't help it. It comes into my life. Wait, but this advice came from somebody who had three children. So I feel like it's solid advice. Well. She knows what she's talking about. Yeah, but she could have gotten leashes. Yeah. Then you can hold them all three in one hand. You could. (laughs) Then you could have six if you wanted. Yeah, you could have as many as you want. Oh, my God. You could get one of those dog walker leashes that splits off. You could. Oh, my God. Just, like, where it's one, but. (laughs) Yeah, but it spider webs out into, like, seven. And they're all tangled up. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they're retractable, and you're like, zip them back. I'm going to do that if I ever have six kids. <laughs> Please don't have six kids. I can't keep up with that. There's so many. I don't think my uterus could hold up. No. Also, we're getting old. Yeah, we are. Thank God. It's going to be geriatric soon if we keep having babies. Seriously. Or I'm stupid, though. Geriatric. This shit starts at like 34 or something ridiculous. Yeah. So I've had all of my blood taken, but they've been really good at it. Ooh, you're not even bruised like a peach. Maybe you're just not anemic right now. No, I'm always anemic. <laughs> They're probably going to yell at me she pretty soon. She wants some goddamn iron tablets, all right? I hate it. It makes my poop black. It does. That means that you're getting just enough iron for you. It's too much iron, but for you, you need it. I was going to say, doesn't that mean it's too much because my body can't handle it? <laughs> Your body doesn't even process it. Yeah. Anyway, that's my story. Yay! That's a great goddamn. I'm so excited that we're actually pregnant together because last know. round, we weren't pregnant together. No, I got pregnant like as your kid was coming out. Yeah. Literally that day. Yeah. You fucking conceived. <laughs> it's because the universe is like, they can't be pregnant together. I know, but it's letting us right but now. But we tricked them this time. Yeah, we did. We're yeah. just bitches. Yeah. We're just sitting here bitching about everything. Yeah. We're just getting all kinds of ragey. Yeah. Oh, which also reminds me on Twitter, I was talking to Jackie and she was like, oh, is this Stacy? Because you're pregnant. I can forgive you. You have pregnancy oh, brain. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's Aaron. Ha! Ha! <laughs> Gotcha. Got him. Totally was. Uh, I wanted to call you out so hard and be like, oh, Jackie fucking knows. Jackie's on it because she called when I was pregnant last time. Yeah. With my goddamn where I was like on the side of the road dying. Yeah. yeah. She's like, the only time that ever happened to me was when I was pregnant. And I'm like, weird. And then (laughs) she made this comment. Like, is this Stacy? Because you just have pregnancy brain. So it's okay. And then it was Aaron. And she knows. Yep. She does. She knows before we said anything. She's She's just fucking fucking intuitive over here. She can hear it in my voice. I sound like two people now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's an echo. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think I still have Brandon convinced that we're not going to find out the gender. So, <gasps> yay. Yeah. That's pissed off pretty much everybody in our family so far. Yeah. It's stupid. They shouldn't be mad. It's exciting. <laughs> I think it's exciting, too. And the doctors <laughs> are like, hell yeah. Great surprise. Because <laughs> they I'm know. Like, they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to tell you once this thing pops out of you. Yeah. All right, Stacey. Give me your goddamn. Okay. My goddamn is that i was at jamba juice yesterday with my son and i was like mommy sunday we're gonna go get a smoothie and go to barnes and noble and we walk into jamba juice and that place was fucking packed really like, holy shit i've ever seen jamba juice packed me either but this place was hopping and so we stood in line and we got our stuff and then we like stood over in the corner by like the fucking bathrooms because that was the only place to stand jesus And then I hear somebody, we're looking out the window because there's like a trolley station right there. So my son loves to like watch the trolleys trolleys come in and out. Yeah. Yeah. And I hear somebody and I hear something about a chair and I turn around and this guy's standing there and he's like, do you want my chair? And I was like, oh my God, that's so nice of you. Pregnancy perks. Yeah. (laughs) And he had been sitting at one of those like small little tables with two of his kids. Yeah. And they were waiting for their smoothies. So he like gave me his chair and I was like, that's so nice. Thank you so much. And normally I'd be like, oh no, I'm fine. But I'm fucking heavily pregnant. You are heavily pregnant. (laughs) And I was like, and I never want to stand again. So I was like, oh my God, yes, thank you. And I took it and I sat down. 
And then, like, two seconds later, his little son, who's, like, maybe a year older than my son. Yeah. He gave my son his chair. And his dad was like, he wants your son to have his chair. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so sweet. My hormones were going crazy. You're like... (laughs) I need to get rid of my husband and you need to get rid of your wife. <laughs> no, not that at all. Not that at all. But I we was need just to like, blend this family. <laughs> no, that was not my thought at all. My thought was more like, oh my gosh, like we read all this awful shit every day to make this podcast a thing. And there yeah. are fucking good people in this world. And it was just so sweet because it goes to show like your kids watch what you do and they yeah. replicate what you do. So he saw his dad give me a chair and wanted to give his chair away. That's so and it was sweet. So goddamn sweet. Was and the other little kid like, no, fuck you guys. <laughs> the other little kid was a little girl and she was like watching us because I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And she was like smiling. So Aww. like all the little kids just learned a lesson and I had my son say thank you and all that stuff. And then when we left, we like pulled the chairs back so they wouldn't be in the middle of the fucking walkway or wherever we were sitting. Yeah. But it just made me think, this is exactly why everybody needs to be nice to each other. It takes one little nice gesture. And I was in such a good mood and I was so thankful because I really didn't want to stand forever. Yeah. But you know, when you're like fucking sitting down and there's a goddamn old lady there, give up your fucking chair or go hold the door open or just say hi to people. Just be nice. Yeah. It made me so happy. When I was going to the doctor just yesterday, no, the day before, I was in an elevator with this lady who was carrying fucking a huge ass tray of lumpia and i was Ooh. like god damn maybe if i pay so her a good deed good. <laughs> yeah and then she was walking ahead of me in the hallway and i was like walking behind her and being super fucking creepy smelling her lumpia yeah and i was just sitting there smelling it and then i was like oh i should be nice and then i was like that smells so good and i was like nope that wasn't how i should have done it <laughs> And then she laughed. I was like, thanks. And I was like, some people, sometimes you just don't need to say anything. No, yeah, sometimes you just think it. Yep. Or just say it like not like a fucking psycho, you weirdo. <laughs> That's the only tone I have. I really like your hair. <laughs> oh my God, that smells so good. She's like, ah. What the fuck is behind me? It's just me. Baby Ruth. <laughs> oh shit that's awesome yeah so i gave her a compliment but she probably didn't appreciate it i mean maybe it sounds like she did yeah she laughed like oh jesus christ please don't murder me oh i got the best compliment i was in the bathroom at work where all of shit goes down and somebody goes tracy you look so gorgeous oh fuck off motherfucker (laughs) you're such an asshole i've known this lady like ever since i've ever worked at my job which is six years now and she is a nightmare to be honest (laughs) if i'm gonna be honest she's a lot to handle but she this motherfucker called me tracy well maybe she's thinking of someone else and you're definitely prettier than tracy (laughs) maybe she's like whoa tracy really stepped up her game (laughs) i couldn't be mad because it's like a nice thing to say but it just came backhanded because she didn't know my fucking name yeah were you like oh no no stacy no no no. i did one of those like just let it go and she'll forever think my name is tracy now yep but I'm okay with it. Son of a bitch. I'll start calling her something like close to her name, but not quite. Oh, just that's to get perfect. Back at her. Yeah. All right, lady. Okay, let's do it. Let's kick this bitch off. All right, I go first. Yeah, you do. For episode 37. Stacy coming at you hot. Of I Say Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my story is about Mark Dobson. Oh, good old Dobson, huh? Oh, the good old Dobson. All right. Every time I hear his last name, I think of those like daubers you use at. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo daubers. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
All right. So in 2012, Mark Dobson was a 24-year-old man who was living in Barrie, Ontario, Canada. Okay. Mark was always a bit of an odd character, and as a child, he would often tell his mom that there were aliens in his room. Okay. I don't know why I'm laughing already. (laughs) Oh, fair warning. This story's fucked up. Oh. Just for everybody listening. All right. Get ready. I'm ready. So he would be like, Mom, there's aliens in my room. And his mom was like, that's weird. That's weird. weird. I did not hire any. (laughs) I don't see them. When he was 14, he became really interested in witchcraft and then eventually Satanism. Oh, good. Good. Is, yeah, not a good marker for a future life. Um, witchcraft I'm cool to with. who? <laughs> witchcraft I'm cool with. Satanism usually doesn't turn out okay. Have you read the rules, the commandments of Satanism? I have not, to be honest. I have. <laughs> was it for that one episode you did? No, it was another podcast. They were just talking about Satanism, and I was like... It's really not that bad? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. It's like, be nice to people and do stuff like that. But also, you have to dress, like, aesthetically pleasing. And then the podcast was like, what does that mean, like... 90s metal (laughs) (laughs) oh that's interesting are they universal rules or is this just like one person no it's like their commandments oh yeah it's like their 10 commandments and like number fucking nine was like dress aesthetically in black (laughs) or something i don't remember exactly what it was yeah well this one doesn't turn out nicely i don't think he followed the commandments (laughs) son of a bitch (laughs) he didn't have his fucking wallet chain on (laughs) i mean maybe he did he didn't specify (laughs) okay so while all of his friends were interested in girls and, you know, like the normal teenage shit, he was more interested in magic, which I feel like is every single one of our friends. Like Magic the Gathering or Magic like... <laughs> like David Copperfield? David Copperfield. <laughs> like levitating. I hope it's both. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. I, I assumed it was like the gathering, you know, or like exactly like LARPing and shit, but I don't fucking know. Oh. For anyone who doesn't know what LARPing is, it's live action role play. For anyone who doesn't know what Magic the Gathering is, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, a really game. fucking weird card game. I love that game. First of all, don't call it really fucking weird. I will take personal offense. You should. <laughs> game is fucking awesome. It just takes forever to learn what the fucking cards are. I don't have that time to read all of the cards. I do. I make Lee wait when we used to play together because he would like know what they all are and shit and I'd be like, hold on, I have to read the fucking paragraph. Yeah. And then I I'd be like uh what does legendary mean because <laughs> i know the word but like it means something like oh yeah. this is a legendary character yeah and I'm like, mm, okay i'm gonna tap him and what is this <laughs> no i the only real experience that i have with it is playing with my brother because he was a magic kid uh-huh. and then he'd be your like, brother definitely would be a magic kid <laughs> absolutely he was like you use this deck and i'll use this deck and then he would just fucking wreck me yeah, every he'd time give you his shitty deck yeah and i was like this game is so stupid and i had to read the whole thing and i was like i don't want to play this like i'm just gonna go back to fucking mario yeah bye yeah later loser yeah i had a pretty good deck going at one time and then lee dismantled it because he found all my good cards and i stopped playing and then son of a bitch thank god he got you out of that life (laughs) (laughs) yeah saved me no i would love to play again but you know that's a big it's it's a huge investment in time and you gotta be drinking yeah and there's a lot of arguments yeah like lee would do something and be like and now you're fucking dead and i'd be like hold the fucking phone no we're looking into the rules (laughs) anyway (laughs) and we're not playing with foils (laughs) jesus christ okay so sorry for opening that can of worms (laughs) it's all right i don't know which kind of magic i hope it's both that that mark was into (laughs) maybe it was magic the gathering but he would also like levitate levitate the cards across the table (laughs) fuck man that would be amazing (laughs) 
So at 17, Mark became a Wiccan officially and would often frequent this online chat site called The Joy of Satan. Oh. Which I know a lot of Wiccans hate when like Satanism is associated with them as well because that's not what they're all about. But I guess this guy went from being Wiccan to Satanism. I don't fucking know how it ties together. But he claims he was a Wiccan, but he was into Satanism shit. Okay. But that's not to say that's how we feel about Wiccans. We've talked about that already on the show, huh? I think we have. Where we're like fucking doing seances as when we were kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, does anyone have an extra raven's claw? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so he says that this website that he would go on, The Joy of Satan, it helped him because he was being tormented by alien beings mm-hmm. and spirits and they were telling him to hurt himself and they would physically and mentally attack him in his bedroom at night. So I'm a bitch. By sitting on his chest and grabbing at him. <gasps> I wonder if it was sleep paralysis. Uh, fucking maybe. This is that's exactly what I thought of. I was like, oh, it sounds like fucking sleep paralysis because that's what I fucking suffer from once a month. That sucks. But this part I don't suffer from. He even mentioned that he would sometimes feel something cold at the end of his penis. Cold? Oh my god, I'm like a 12-year-old boy. Like an alien mouth? Oh! <laughs> I don't know if that's what he meant. It just said something cold at the tip of his penis. And I was thinking, you know, like, like when like, your arm goes numb. Oh. And it feels cold and yeah. tingly. Yeah. I've never had a penis. So I don't know if your dick can go numb, but. Uh, your vagina can, so. Yeah, yours can. <laughs> Everybody's like, what the fuck is happening right now? Sorry, everyone. (laughs) We were on a road trip one time. Erin's vagina went numb, and she asked me if mine ever went numb, and I was very confused. (laughs) Because I tried to hide it, because your brother was in the car, too. And I was like, your front ass? (laughs) She was calling her vagina her front ass. Oh, I'm going to cut all this out. <laughs> no, I feel like it needs to stay. This is the moment that you unleash your inner confessions. Is, as soon as I find out all of our friends are listening. <laughs> yes, this episode. Hey, guys, did you want to know some weird fucking shit about me? <laughs> My vagina goes numb when we're it on It only trips. happened the one time. <laughs> well, this guy's dick was going numb. All right. Uh, well, actually, he just felt something cold at the end of his penis, so maybe he was getting alien blowies. I don't really know. Yeah. But he didn't feel that he could, like, turn to a friend or anyone for help or he mentioned a priest like who am i supposed to call a priest i don't know i wouldn't but maybe i mean <laughs> if you're into satanism they're probably going to be like no no yeah <laughs> please not today yeah but also jesus loves all his children so yeah so aren't the priest like supposed to help. to help everyone yeah maybe a little exorcism is all this guy needed oh, oh <laughs> he needed to exercise his dick oh no i knew it was going there <laughs> I knew it was happening. That was low-hanging fruit for that joke. (laughs) Yep, snatched it right off the tree. (laughs) Anyway, so he would go on this online website, this little chat room, and he would seek friendship and advice through people that he'd met on there, right? Yeah, and he's like, does anyone else's dick ever get real cold at the end? (laughs) And people would be like, I'll warm up your dick. Ugh. (laughs) Old people. Uh, So while he was on the site, Mark met a woman named Mary Hepburn. And they soon fell in love. Ooh. So Mark was a virgin, but surprise, surprise. <laughs> but in 2001, Mark and Mary decided to like meet up in person and he was no longer a virgin. <laughs> and then they move into an apartment together and they become lovers. And basically, I guess like they didn't have much money or anything. So their apartment was described as living in quote unquote squalor. Okay. So, but that's how they live their fucking life. Just because you don't have much money, though, doesn't mean you can't live in, like, a clean place. I know. Yeah. I don't know. Especially if you have enough money to have an apartment, then you are living. Yeah, but this is, like, Barrie, Ontario, Canada. 
like, oh, I don't know what the standards were yeah, in 2011. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know. It was described as squalor. So maybe they were like squatting in an apartment. Who fucking okay. knows? Maybe they yeah. had their power turned off. Maybe they were just gross. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so eventually the couple meet a fellow Satan worshiper by the name of Helen Dorrington. Oh. And she was 52. Mm-hmm. So she was much older. And she believed that Satan was her lover. Okay. Satan himself. Mm-hmm. So they all grow really close together, and Mark and Mary would even call Helen mom. Mm-hmm. And Mark was 24 at the time, and he claimed that he was under the orders from the gods of hell that the three of them had to commit suicide together on the eve of a satanic holiday, which... It's that Beltane holiday. Oh, interesting. And I was like... It's a Wiccan holiday, not a satanic holiday. But every every article said satanic holiday. So I put it in there, but I wanted to stop and explain that you had done research and it's a Wiccan holiday. And even though it's sometimes associated with human sacrifice, it's not supposed to be, right? The one case that I did, she did a human sacrifice, but Beltane is not supposed to be at all about human sacrifice. It's like the rite of spring or something, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about, like, fertility and shit like that. So, like, you'd be boning, and it's like the May Day Parade, whatever that was. Yeah, yeah. Well, every article took the Satan spin on it. Okay. Well, I mean, this one's about Satanism, so. Yeah, yeah. The one that I was reading, she was Wiccan, and so they were like, this is a Wiccan thing. But then the Wiccans were like, no, 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 we don't do that shit. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I got this from many articles, but it's one of those bad stories that associates it with, like, human sacrifice and shit. Okay. So. But they're going to sacrifice themselves. Yeah, they're going to commit suicide on this. They have to do it on the eve of this holiday, and if they do it successfully, They'll be able to travel to another galaxy <gasps> where they would meet Satan and live in paradise for all eternity. Satan lives in another galaxy? <laughs> yes. But you have to remember that Satan is Helen's lover. The I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. So the idea is that like all the couples can go live together, right? So that's why they're killing themselves. Yeah. Because she's like, okay, well, I want to go live with my main man. Yeah. And they're like, we want to come with you, mom. Oh, that's so fucking weird. And this is how we're going to do it. I wonder if they were going to hop on a comet or some shit. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know why it had to be done on the eve of this holiday. Yeah, maybe the like I don't know fucking tear through the universe is, is the thinnest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just maybe. gonna go zipping through the galaxy like on All Hallows Eve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so they create this like murder suicide pact, uh-huh. which took a month and a half for them to plan. Okay, well, good thing they had time, I guess. Yeah, right? (laughs) Good thing he came up with this a month and a half before the holiday. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention, so I said Mark was 24, but I didn't say how old Mary was, but she was 32. Okay. So Mark 24, Mary's 32, and then Helen is 52. And they're all listening to this younger 24-year-old. Yes. Guy. Like, he says, has enough life experience. Yes. I'll do whatever the fuck he says. Well, I mean, he got the message from the gods of hell, so. Oh, I almost forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't forget that part. Key evidence. Yeah. On May 1st, 2012, Mark, Mary, and Helen, they were all seen on mall security cameras shopping together. And they, like, appeared happy and cheerful. And they were going through the mall buying some random shit. Uh-huh. Like, they go to the dollar store. They end up buying some candy and some food. And in all of those purchases, they also purchased three razor blade utility knives. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. And then on May 2nd, 2012, Helen purchases a night stay at the Travel Lodge Hotel in Barrie with the intent of carrying out this, like, murder-suicide pact with Mark and Mary. In this fucking Travel Lodge? In this Travel Lodge. 
Okay, well, I mean, you wouldn't want your family to have to clean up your apartment. I guess, like fucking free maid service. Yeah. Well, the amount of shit that maids see every day, they probably just open the door and be like, God damn it, it's another bloodbath. <laughs> they just like shut the door and they're like, Harry! Yeah. <laughs> clean All up. crime scene. <laughs> 202. <laughs> okay, so the three of them check into room 129 and they end up partying and they get takeout food and they eat it and they watch the movie little red riding hood and they're having a good time on their That's... last day before okay. this murder suicide weird way to spend your day but you know what <laughs> to each his own yeah that's what they did maybe that was like they were gonna go right in there and go for it and then they were like you know what let's just try to loosen up a bit yeah let's drink a little bit and uh what was your favorite movie again little, well, red, riding little red riding hood yeah okay let's watch that is that <laughs> symbolic like satan is the wolf Oh, I don't fucking know. I didn't think that hard about it. Anyway. Okay. So they watched that fucking movie. Okay. I don't think it was like the cartoon Little Red Riding Hood. I think okay. it was like the cinematic adventure of <laughs> Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> anyway, so the, they were partying. They watched the movie, and then the women began to take handfuls of drugs so that they would pass out and become unconscious. Oh, so he's going to kill them. So the plan was that Mark is going to strangle the women peacefully in their sleep, killing them. Okay. But that's not exactly how shit pans out. Okay. So instead of falling asleep after the women pop all these pills, which, by the way, they were like prescription drugs that they had each gotten, and they just like fucking mixed them all together and swallowed them, and they were like, this will work. But yeah. instead of getting sleepy, they just started like babbling and rambling on and not making much sense. They were kind of like in a state of delirium. They yeah. didn't know like who they were or what the fuck was going Why on. Why didn't they just get sleeping pills? Great idea. Or take a handful of fucking Benadryl. I don't know. Yeah. Like what? Okay. I don't know. They had a month and a half to plan this. Yeah. Yeah. This is what they came up with. But no one was near like passed out on the bed or anything like that. Yeah. But the three of them had made this pact that no matter what, Mark had to go through with the killings. And they had talked about it multiple times. And Mark was like, are you sure that you want to do this? And they were like, absolutely. We have to. Yeah. We absolutely have to. So when the ladies aren't passed the fuck out. Mark takes matters into his own hands and he tells the women to lay down so that he can strangle them as planned. But the women are like, mm, fuck you. I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm all kind of hops up, hopped up on drugs, like I just want to have a good time. I think that they didn't even remember that this is what they were supposed to be doing. Like they were so out of it. But oh. they were kind of groggy, but they were still alert. It's not like they were passed the fuck out on the bed. Yeah. And he was just going to strangle them and they were going to never wake up. It was like, they were like, where am I? It's like stepbrothers when they're sleepwalking. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that. That's what I imagine. All right. So Mary refuses and starts struggling against Mark. And Mark says that she had said that she was scared and that she didn't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. But remember, they had said multiple times, no matter what, make this happen. And so Mark overpowers her and twists her neck until he hears a snap. <gasps> and he realizes that she's still breathing. <gasps> What the fuck? This is like his lover. What by the, the way. fuck? His lover, his eternal lover. What the fuck? And so he takes out one of those utility knives that they had bought earlier and he begins slashing at her neck <gasps> while she was still screaming no. Oh my god. I told you this was like a gnarly one. Jesus, this went from like <sighs> to like drugs in a hotel silly, room to silly to like holy yeah, fucking shit. Zero to 100 real quick. Real quick. So Mary was on the bed gurgling. Oh fuck buckle up this is really gross uh, mark stuck his fingers into her throat so that he wouldn't have to listen to her pleas for her life anymore because she was like gurgling and making sounds so he like stuck his fingers in there oh my fucking god <laughs> why 
Oh, that's awful. Why? Why didn't he just try to, like, smother her? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so that happens, right? And while this is going down with Mark and Mary, Helen had laid down on the bed and was, like, kind of asleep, but kind of not. Like, I don't think she realized what was happening next to her. Oh, my God. I'm imagining there's two beds in this hotel room. I fucking hope so. It wasn't really specified. Usually there are, though. Two queen beds. Three yeah, people. that's what you would yeah. get. Yeah. So Mark goes over to Helen and he starts talking to her kind of like a child and says like, okay, you've got to go to sleep now, like peacefully and calming her down. And then he starts to strangle Helen. But as he does so, she starts to scream and he puts a pillow over her face and begins to slash at her neck as well. What the fuck? Holy shit, right? This this did not go as planned. No, 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 no. This wasn't in the books. No. This wasn't supposed to happen like this. So he says that he was slashing her neck as fast as possible so that she wouldn't feel it and along the jugular so that she would like shed the most blood that she could as quickly as possible because he was like trying to make it painless. But dude, you're slashing at her fucking neck with like a goddamn X-Acto blade. That's not going to be painless. Oh my God. Like you said, take some fucking sleeping pills. This is awful. Why didn't they just fucking overdose on pills? I have no idea. I don't know if I put this somewhere else, but this is a good time to mention that the coroner later discovered that they were going to die from the amount of pills that they took anyway. And the concoction. Really? The mix of the pills was poisonous, basically. Yeah. And it would have taken a couple hours, but they were going to die anyway. So, like, if he just wouldn't have stabbed them to death? I mean, I don't don't know for sure, but it sounds like a better way to go out than this guy fucking strangling, Uh, suffocating, and stabbing you. Fucking right? Slashing your throat. And they're telling, can you imagine, these are people you love, and they're telling you no, and you're like, no, we have to do it. No, fuck that. Satan said so. At the moment that somebody was like, "Uh uh-uh. Well, first of all, I'd never agree to it. But the moment that somebody I loved was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'd be like, me either. I'm so glad we're not doing this. Yeah, thank God. I've been waiting for one of us to say so. Oh, my God. Okay. So he starts slashing at Helen's neck, trying to make her lose blood as quickly as possible or whatever. And he says that he had to work quickly because Dawn was coming. And they all had to die before Dawn. So now that Helen is lying there bleeding to death, Mark slashes at his own throat and his own wrists in an attempt to kill himself. Yeah. He said that the pain was, obviously he fails because he's telling the story, right? Yeah. He said that the pain was more intense than he had anticipated, but that it was like so important to him that he die before Dawn's because otherwise Helen and Mary would like leave him behind. Yeah. And he didn't want that to happen. So he starts stabbing like crazy at his neck and his arms and he goes into the bathroom and turns on the faucet for the bathtub and crawls in to bleed out. Jesus. So the as he's like lying in the tub trying to die, the tub overflows out of the bathroom and under the hotel door and into the hallway of the hotel. And across the hall from their room, a hotel guest had begun to notice that there was like water leaking out under the door where they were all staying. And so they call the maintenance guy. Yeah. And so the maintenance guy arrives and he bangs on the door and Mark gets out of the tub naked and bleeding and answers it like, hey, some shit happened. Oh, no, sir. Everything's fine here. Yeah. (laughs) I'll turn off the tub. Sorry. Yeah, even though you're bleeding fucking everywhere. So he lets the maintenance guy in the room, and the guy sees that the two women were, like, dead on the bed, and Mark is all sliced up, and there's blood fucking everywhere. Jesus. So he calls the paramedics. How do you just, like, gracefully exit that room? Like, all right, it seems like everything's under control. I'm going to go back down to the front. Yeah, but could you just turn the bathtub off? Yeah, like. Oh, my God. I feel like I would faint. If I saw that. And then you would die because you're in the room with a murderer. Oh, my God. You need to get control of your body. 
Oh, God. Yeah, that's true. He's like, you're coming with us. Yeah. <laughs> In one of the articles I read, they said there was, like, an intense amount of blood. Like, the blood splatter guy was very fucking busy that day. It was just, like, everywhere. <laughs> busy day at the office, huh? Oh, shit. No joke. Okay, so the maintenance guy calls the paramedics. Mark is taken to the hospital where he's treated for his wounds. Mm-hmm. And investigators arrive on the scene. And when they do, they find that Helen and Mary were partially naked on the hotel bed. Like, they had their pants pulled down. Oh. And there was blood everywhere. And then they were surrounded by blood-soaked tiny dolls. That What? I don't know. There was, <laughs> like... There, I guess they had these like little tiny dolls everywhere and they were all blood soaked. What the fuck? I think fuck? it was part of their ritual because they also had like satanic art and shit that was found in the room. Okay. I don't know. Mark himself in the interviews I saw anyway or whatever I read from the articles never explained why there were these tiny dolls. Yeah. But a handful of the articles mentioned it so I guess. Maybe they were like the shepherds to the other galaxy. Maybe. I imagine they're like hair dolls. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh. I was imagining like the little, you know those little necklaces that you got that had a pouch and then they had a little doll inside oh, it? Oh, like the little worry dolls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was those, but I feel like they'd be like sitting up around them. Hello. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's really, fucking creepy. That's really fucking creepy. Okay, and then the women were laying on the bed, like I said, and they had gaping wounds on their neck. Mm-hmm. And the wounds were so large that their heads were nearly severed off. Jesus. That's awful. So he went to fucking town. Yeah. It was pretty gory. That's... It wasn't this, like, romantic murder-suicide thing. No. Like, they had planned. Oh, my God. So, like I said, blood was found all over the room. There were three exacto utility knives found in the hotel room, along with empty bottles of prescription medicine prescribed to both Helen and Mary. There was a pill crusher... There were those children's toys, those, like, dolls and shit. Yeah. And a handwritten suicide note explaining how Mary died. I don't know if Mary wrote the note or if fucking Mark took the time to write just about Mary's death. I don't know. Like, between killing her and killing fucking Helen? I have no idea. It wasn't clear. It just said that there was a suicide note explaining how Mary died. That's weird. That is weird. I kind of chalk it up to maybe the article wasn't a good source of information. Or maybe she wrote a suicide note and they found it. I don't know. In Helen's suitcase, so the older lady, they found satanic art along with her computer, which had the history of her visiting several satanic websites and the online user groups and shit that showed that Helen, Mary, and Mark all associated with each other on these sites. Yeah. So that's how they found all that. And then on May 3rd, so the following day after all the stabbings, while Mark was in the hospital, investigators came to interview him where he then recounted everything that happened the day before. So he never tried to deny that he did it or that he was possessed or anything. He was really sad and was like, this didn't pan out how it was supposed to pan out. I'm supposed to be dead right now. I can't believe that it went from zero to a hundred. Like he was super remorseful and totally honest about everything that happened. Well, he also thinks that they're fucking in another galaxy right now. Yeah. And he honestly believed it and still did. Like, I don't know if he still does to this day, but... Anyway, so uh, when he was, when Mark was brought to trial, his lawyers tried to argue that he shouldn't be held criminally responsible for the murders because they found that he has chronic schizophrenia. Oh. And he's had it for like most his life or some shit. Mm-hmm. But the defense argued that just because he had schizophrenia, it doesn't mean that he didn't know that what he had done was legally and morally wrong. Yeah. Because 
Mark mentioned many times that he was aware that what he was doing was going to make him go to jail. And when they asked if he would have murdered the women in front of a police officer, he had said no, because the police officer would have believed that it was murder. So they were like, you knew what you were doing is wrong. Whether you had schizophrenia or not, yeah. you knew the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. So like I said, Mark felt a lot of remorse, but he still felt that what they had done was the right thing to do and that he was helping send the women home. Ugh. And he was more sad that, like, he didn't get to go with them and how badly it turned out. And he knew that everybody viewed it as him doing something wrong. God. I know, right? I mean, I don't feel bad for him. No, no, but it's just weird that you could be that fucking delirious. Yeah, that's like a unchecked mental illness. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah. He was convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison with possibility of parole in 25 years. Okay. The reason why he was considered for parole in 25 years is because there was no evidence to suggest that he is an ongoing danger to the public and that this wasn't a random act of violence against total strangers and that the original plan hadn't included such violence. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, but then he... What if he falls in love with another chick and comes up with this fucking great idea again? I feel like the fact that the original plan didn't involve this amount of violence is worse. against him? Yeah. yeah, for him, because... That just means that, like, when shit hits the fan, you're willing to go, like... The extra mile? <laughs> yeah, like, real far. Whoa. Seriously, yeah. right? I don't know. So, possibility of parole in 25 years. Ugh. Also, the court noted that he had made credible attempts at his own suicide. So, they were like, oh, you really believed your story. You were trying to kill yourself. You're yeah. not going to go out and, like, shoot up some random store. Mm-hmm. But how do you know that? Would he have died from his injuries? I'm sure he would have. Like, if left unchecked or whatever? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he would have. They didn't specify, but, like, dude stabbed his jugular in his own arms, and he was just laying in a tub. Yeah. And I guess when he described, like, getting out of the tub, it's like he had to muster a lot of strength to go answer the door. But why would you answer the door? Yeah, why would you even get the door at that point? I'd just be like... He changed his mind. He didn't no, want to die. No, thank you. Yeah. Uh, come back again later. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll turn off the tub. Yeah. Ugh, God. Sorry, I fell asleep. Yeah, it was a really nice bath. Yeah. (laughs) So Mark even commented that he was very sorry and remorseful for the women's death because he had loved them both very much. He also admits that they really believed in their mission and that there's nothing that would have stopped them from carrying out this plan unless there was some sort of outside help. But they had kept the plan so quiet that there's no way that anyone could have ever known. Jeez. Isn't that crazy? Also, I don't feel sorry for him at all. I mean, it's good that he feels remorse, but like holy fucking shit that guy needs to be in a goddamn institute yeah i need some proper help yeah that's what i'm thinking why didn't he get help like i don't know in the previous 24 years of his life i don't know and like if your son came to you and was like hey yo there's aliens in my house and when i sleep my dick tingles (laughs) i'd be like all right well let's go see if we can take care of this yeah yeah i feel like i would do something a little bit more than just like weird yeah that's super weird i mean they didn't mention much about his childhood and like how his mom reacted to that or anything or if he even got any kind of treatment or anything but yeah he yeah clearly fucking chronic schizophrenia maybe we should yeah monitor him and make sure he's okay and give him proper mental health care yeah Jesus and they're people. in canada and then to think it's that free <laughs> maybe there's a long waiting list and he was still waiting maybe but it's just crazy to think that there were these two women who were totally on board with it like yeah, yeah let's do this this is a great idea Well, that's got to be its own kind of mental illness, isn't it? Oh, I'm sure. It has to be. I don't know, though. You believe a lot of shit? 
No, I don't believe a lot of shit, but I'm thinking, like, religion is a really powerful yeah. thing. And technically, this is their religion. Like, they believe That's that, so true. that this deity or whatever is going to be, they're going to go live with, I mean, just replace Satan with God. They're going to go live with God in this other place. Or, like, the whole Hale-Bopp comet thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, Heaven's Gate. Yeah, people do fucking weird shit for yeah, they do. religion. And that's a religion, so... That's crazy. Maybe it's not a mental illness, or maybe fucking most of the world is mentally ill. But... That I believe. That I believe. <laughs> Including us. <laughs> not me. <laughs> In some way, shape, or form. That's true. <laughs> I mean, not you. You're probably the most mentally ill person I know. Well, not in the form of religion. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Just didn't like ghosts and shit. At least you have that going for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, well goddamn. Yeah. That was a, a doozy. A doozy. Well... Uh-huh. Interesting that you chose something fucking supernatural, I guess. Satanic? Oh, the aliens and the... Yeah. And the spirits sitting on his chest? Yeah, because I did too. Oh my god, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Funny how this always fucking happens. I know, right? It's like we have a theme. I know. But we don't. In our brains. It's like our brains know. Yeah. We're on a different level, people. Yeah, we are. We aren't fucking connected. <laughs> Uh, Connected. See, that's why people think I'm creepy. That yeah. smells so good. <laughs> Maybe just like don't do it in your fucking like Silence of the Lambs voice. Whatever, <laughs> will be cool. <laughs> Leatherneck. Leatherneck is someone different. <laughs> Armand gets that reference. Yeah, he does. <laughs> okay, so mine is about Roderick Justin Farrell. Okay. Known as Rod. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was born on March 28th in 1980 in Murray, Kentucky. Kentucky? Kentucky. Old Rod from Kentucky. Yeah. His mom was only 16 when he was born. Oh, shit. Yeah. And she was married to his dad for three weeks before yep. they divorced. <laughs> yeah. Sounds promising. Yeah. <laughs> Good start, right? But we're in love. Mm-hmm. Three weeks, too. Like, Jesus. Yeah. So she must have been, like had the baby then yeah i think like they were probably what like 15 and a half or 15 when they got pregnant and Fuck. then and then together and then she gave birth at 16 and they were like we love each other and then they had the kid together and then they were like psych yeah and then this they were hard. like oh yeah that's hard <laughs> i don't like that so the mom took rod and moved back in with her parents Okay. From what I could tell, she was a good mom that, like, doted on Rod and stuff. Mm -hmm. And apparently she was super into vampires. Oh, uh, I love her already. <laughs> so they bonded over that. <laughs> was Rod into vampires also? Yeah. They would watch Dracula together. And Ooh. she got him involved in Vampires the Masquerade, which became a big part of his life later. You know what's weird about that, though, is, like, there's parts of Dracula that are very sexual. Yeah. Well, I think there's parts of every vampire movie that are sexual. That's true. And then, like, watching that with your mom. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I feel like we could be that mom where it's like, let's watch fucking Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. And then during the sex scenes, everybody's just really quiet eating uh -huh. their popcorn. Like, like I'm going to go get popcorn. <laughs> I have to go pee. Yeah. <laughs> So, in case you don't know, Vampire the Masquerade uh -huh. is a tabletop role-playing game Ooh. that came out in 1991. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, now you do. We should play that. Uh, down. Okay. We still have to play the other vampire game you got, you got yeah, me. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> we will then. Jesus. All right. Now that's settled. Glad we fucking figured that out. It should also be mentioned that there were some other accounts that said that his mom might have been a bit creepy. <laughs> <laughs> like... 
pedo creepy. Oh. Yeah. That's to not good. a 14-year-old boy. Oh. I mean, but she was only 16. That's not untrue. Yeah. But also, this is when he's a little bit older. Okay. So she's got to be like 20-something. Okay, that's gross. Yeah. I didn't find a lot of information on it other than she would write this kid letters being like, I can't wait to cross over and be your bride for eternity whoa, and whoa. you my sire and shit whoa. like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's some, uh, that's some deep vampire love right there. Yeah. You my sire. Wouldn't he have to turn her to, for him to be her sire? I'm not sure. I wasn't sure if sire just meant like the husband yeah. in that sense. I just always, everything I read that's like they're, you know. Yeah, like you sire someone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm rewatching True Blood, so I'll let you know if it comes through <laughs> if it comes up. You can skip all of season five with the authority. That shit was boring as fuck. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, it's so bad. It is. Every time I watch it, I'm like, why do I watch this? Cringing, but yeah. love it. Yeah. And then I, I see Lafayette again, and I'm like, that's why. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> anyway, there were also allegations that Rod's grandpa that they lived with abused him oh that's not good yeah so cut to 1996 yeah rod was the leader of a clan of vampires oh naturally Uh uh-huh how old is he in 96 he's born in 80 so he's like 16 yes but it's funny that you mentioned that now because he was 500 years old (laughs) (laughs) naturally so he's a 500 year old vampire Uh who runs a clan Uh uh-huh his name is visago Oh. Mm-hmm. His clan would go and hang out in an abandoned building in the middle of the woods. And uh-huh. they would drink each other's blood. Oh, and Not really, though. Really? Yeah, really. Yeah, that's and how you get HIV. That's how you get a lot of diseases. <laughs> they would do whatever else it is that vampires do there. I bet they're not iron deficient. Ah. No. Or they are. Like, who's not drinking as much as they're given? Oh, that's true. That's how you spot them. Yeah. <laughs> The other members of the clan were Howard Anderson, Dana Cooper, and Charity Kesey. Oh, so they had two, two. Like two girls, two guys. Exactly. So then his mom moved them both to Eustis, Florida to live with her then-boyfriend. Uh-huh. And that pissed off Rod because all his super sweet vamp friends were back in Murray, yeah, right? Yeah, his clan, man. You can't just leave them. Exactly. So when he was down in Eustis, though, he met a girl named Heather Wendorf, and they ended up dating, and he was a happy teenager again. He was, was he a vampire? Of course. Okay. He was 16 at the time, and she was 15. So okay. Just a little tracker. So pretty much as soon as he started, like, settling into his life in Eustis, his mom was like, fuck this place let's go back to kentucky i hate this guy (laughs) yeah and so they moved back to kentucky but he stayed in touch with heather okay so he got his clan back yeah his little coven Mm -hmm. that's right (laughs) heather told rod that her home life was hell and that she felt trapped by her parents and every 15 16 year old exactly only wouldn't let me go to the movies yeah she also may have allegedly told rob that her dad hurt her Ooh. According to some people, this made him irrationally angry, possibly because his grandfather was supposedly abusing him. Hit a trigger. Yeah. And then there were also a bunch of letters from Heather to Rod talking about how she wished her parents were murdered. Oh, that's not a normal normal way to feel about your parents' teenage thing. So Rod made a plan to go and pay Heather's family a visit. Uh Uh-huh. And he brought the rest of his clan with him to oh Eustis, Florida. Oh, my God. November 25th, 1996. Uh-huh. Which, it's an 11-hour and 31-minute drive, according to Google Maps. Okay. And he said they were going to, quote, rescue Heather. Okay. So, 
Rod and Howard entered Heather's home through the unlocked garage. No. Did she leave it unlocked for them? I'll tell you later. Okay. And while in the garage, Rod grabbed a crowbar. <gasps> but he's a vampire. He has hu- unhuman strength. That's true. He doesn't need a crowbar. But maybe he was drained that day. Yeah. The sun from the drive uh-huh. drained Could've his strength. That. Yeah. Okay. So they found 49-year-old Richard Wendorf sleeping on the couch. Oh, no. And Rod hit him multiple times with the crowbar, <gasps> fracturing his skull and his ribs. Oh, my God. He never even woke up before he died. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. This is really a jacked up thought, but whenever I hear about a crowbar, I always wonder, like... What end? Yeah. Yeah. It is a fucked up thought. Oh, my God. It's so awful. No end know. is good, but no. one end is worse than the other. Well, I mean, you could turn it so that it's not pokey. Yeah. I don't know. I imagine that's how it's used. Ooh. Oh, my God. That's awful. So yeah. he died, like, instantly? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, my God. Why did he hit his ribs? Was well, he, was just, the heart? he was sleeping on the couch, and so he just started, like... Wailing on him? Yeah, beating oh the shit out God. of him. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Okay. No. 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 So, apparently, Heather's mom, Ruth, was in the home, uh-huh. and she had been showering at the time. Oh, my God. And she heard a commotion, and so she came out. And saw the two boys in the house. Uh-huh. And according to Rod later in a confession, his plan was to let her live, but she lunged at him and threw hot coffee on him. Oh, way to be re- resourceful. Yeah, but then he bashed her in the head with a crowbar. <gasps> Regarding killing Ruth, Rod later said, By that time, you know, it was pretty obvious. I had blood on me and a crowbar in my hand. I was fixing to say, yeah, I want to have coffee with you, son of a bitchin' smartass. But Whoa. anyway, that's when she lunged at me because I was actually going to let her live. But after she lunged at me, I just took the bottom of the crowbar and kept stabbing it <gasps> through her skull. Oh, my God. And whenever she fell down, I just continually beat her until I saw her brains falling on the Ew. floor. No. That pissed me off. <gasps> Uh, oh, yeah. anger issues much? I'm sorry. Oh, what? my yeah. God. Fucking holy shit. I feel like I should apologize because I gasped during the entire time you were talking, and I hope everybody can hear what you said. But whoa. <laughs> I'm sure that they'll hear it. It's oh, fine. my God. <laughs> yeah. Ew. He saw her brains, and he was just like, that bitch pissed me off. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Isn't that fucking awful? That's like next level awful shit. So, Whoa. Heather, get away. Yeah, right? Fucking red flags. Yeah, red flags for sure. So, Rod also marked Richard's body with burns. Why? He burnt a V. I'm For Velardo or whatever his fucking Visago. name was. Visago. I'm assuming it was for that. And he put dots around it for each person in his vampire cult. Ew. Yeah. It was like his brand. Yeah. My brand. My brand. (laughs) That's gross. A fucking weirdo. Super fucking weirdo. The girls weren't present during the time of the murders, but... Like in his coven? Yeah, the girls in his coven, like Dana, Charity, and Heather. Okay. Now. They weren't there for the murders, but Rod and Howard were both in the house. Uh Uh-huh. But... Afterward, the boys went and picked up Heather, Dana, and Charity in Heather's parents' car and started making their way to New Orleans. Okay. So, I don't know if it's true or not, because obviously all we have is accounts of what happened from a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. But Heather said that she didn't know that Rod was going to kill her parents. Naturally. She thought they were all just going to run away together. Okay. 
but but what did you think when you showed up in your mom's car (laughs) well their getaway car broke down and so heather was like okay i'll unlock my parents house so you can go inside and steal their keys but in exchange for doing that she wanted rob to cross her over which was an act that involved (laughs) drinking his blood Uh uh-huh and they sealed the deal in a graveyard (laughs) oh my god yeah so i mean she was expecting him to come back in her parents car car. but also i would imagine you're covered in fucking blood and you're saying that you want your parents murdered yeah to a vampire who's 500 years old he's seen some shit yeah he could do that (laughs) yeah the fuck ew so he like they did their little ritual in a graveyard yeah oh my god so however they got the car they got the car and took off to louisiana which Mm -hmm. is a roughly a nine-hour drive Okay, why Louisiana? Well, you've read fucking vampire books. I know, they're all in Louisiana. They're all in Louisiana. Under like a fucking temple, a voodoo temple. Yeah, exactly. That place has like the thinnest fucking membrane of supernatural shit. So that's probably why. So 17-year-old Jennifer Wendorf, Heather's sister, Uh came home that night (gasps) after a night out and was breaking curfew. And so she snuck into the house. She creeped past her dad, who she thought was watching TV on oh the couch. Oh my god, no. And then she went into the kitchen and saw the body of her mom in a pool of blood. <gasps> what the that fuck? That would scare the fuck out of me. First of all, not only because both my parents are dead, but then to think, what if they're still in the house? That too, yeah. And oh you're like god. sneaking around in there because she's trying <gasps> not to make any noise so her parents don't hear her. Oh my god. Yeah. So she called the police and told them that their car was missing and so was her sister. Uh Uh-huh. And that her parents were bashed to death? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) she mentioned that too. She she also talked about that. But but that their car was missing. Like, fucking bolo for that shit. some clues. Yeah, bolo. (laughs) (laughs) But then Jennifer also told the police that Heather might have been more involved than the police initially thought. Because they were like... suspicious of her own sister. Yeah. She said that her sister was free-spirited and outlandish and told police about her boyfriend, Rod. (gasps) The sister is smart. Yeah, I think she's an older sister. Yeah, they usually are smarter. Yeah. Yeah, because she was 17 and Heather was 15. Oh my god, can you imagine? So, first responders on the scene said that the home was a bloodbath. Oh god. And that it looked like a Jackson Pollock painting with only red. I feel like you would understand that reference because you're an art major. I don't know who the fuck that is. Oh, it's the guy that just paints with splatters. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, he just throws paint on the canvas. Uh-huh. My thought on that, though, was that, like, everything else said that Eustace was, like, basically not a nothing town, but, like, a quiet town. Uh-huh. And that this horrible murder, like, basically was the first fucking... Terrifying thing to happen to these people? Yeah. So these cops are probably, like... Oh, yeah. Never seen anything like this. Like, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. We used to, like, joy rides and fucking, like, exactly. petty theft. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, four days after the murders, they ran out of money in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Damn, they were not fucking rationing that shit four days? No. Which, every book I've ever read, vampires have a lot of money. So. Yeah, they're loaded. They're rich. Yeah. They live in mansions. Especially 500-year-old 500 ones. 500 years is a long time to save some money, bitch. <laughs> Be better with your wealth. Yeah, you're a <laughs> shitty vampire. <laughs> so, Charity was like, no problem, I got this. And she called her grandma for money. Oh, my God. And the grandma was like, hey, we're looking for you. <laughs> well, the grandma was like, immediately, she told the police where they were. Uh-huh, smart. 
the grandma even told charity like yep no problem i got you go ahead and go to this local hotel called howard johnson's uh-huh and then i don't know how she was supposed to get them the money but the police were waiting at the hotel for them <laughs> oh, so dang. grandma was just like fucking nope snitching on you yeah <laughs> little bitch yeah <laughs> and they were all arrested at the hotel without incident smart grandma fucking right which i feel like like brandon's grandma would have been like yeah here's money <laughs> yeah yeah i will never tell a soul <laughs> i cannot say the same about my grandma my grandma would probably call the cops on me but... yeah right like mm-mm. nope you don't need to be doing this no i don't know yeah i'm a hundred percent that brandon's grandma the one that just recently passed she would have been like do you need a place to stay yeah i'll, I'll, I'll find I'll, a way to get you my car but what if she knew that you were on the run and like missing and stuff yeah you think still yeah Oh, I wouldn't. Even as a mom, I'd be like, oh, yeah, sure, honey. I might, like, try to convince my son, like, come home or something. Yeah. But then that would probably tip him off. Yeah. No, Brandon is the golden child of his family. <laughs> if he asked for anything, his grandma especially, his mom might be like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's a little questionable. You just murdered somebody. Yeah, but his grandma, for sure, like, 100% would have been like, oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> don't you worry about it, baby. I have a spare room you can put bodies in. <laughs> oh, my God. So then in 1998, Rod pled guilty to first-degree murder, but said that everyone else was innocent. Uh-huh. And he said that while Howard was in the home with him, he only watched and didn't participate. Ooh, that's not something you come back from. No. Yeah. Could you imagine seeing someone's fucking head get bashed Their in brains? by a crowbar? No, thank you. I'll pass. I feel like I would have just been like, you know what? I gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. You went a little crazy back there. Which Howard did come out later and be like, he was just like in a frenzy. Oh, I bet. Yeah. It doesn't sound easy to do. No. He was given a death sentence. Oh, shit. And was the youngest inmate on death row. Wow. What did Heather think? Was Uh, she like sad? Like my fucking parents. It didn't say if she was sad or not, which I'm sure that she was because hindsight, you know, like shit always sucks later. Didn't really mean that shit always sucks later. Yeah. Didn't mean what I said. But she was still saying that she didn't have anything to do with it and she didn't know that he was going to do that. Okay. But then in 2000, his sentence was commuted to life in prison without parole. So he doesn't hold the record of the youngest inmate on death row anymore okay and his defense was that he was diagnosed with personality disorders and asperger's syndrome both of ours Mm -hmm. that's interesting although i don't think asperger makes you kill people no not at all it's just like a form of autism yeah that's what i thought yeah but people have it and function normally all the time yeah like a lot of people that you don't know have it yeah yeah exactly also when he pled guilty his mom yelled out in the courtroom we live forever Oh, my God. What oh, the fuck? because she thought she's a vampire, too. I forgot. Yeah, no, you mean she was a vampire, Yeah, too. you're right. Yeah. But mm-hmm. did he get life in prison? I forgot. Yeah. That's a long life in prison if yeah. you live forever. That's what I'm saying is she's probably concerned about his eternal soul. But we live point. forever. Yeah. <laughs> That's a long time. <laughs> she didn't say but. At least they didn't quote that part. But the we live forever. So I'm assuming she probably meant it. I was like, but wait. <laughs> how long is life yeah let's re- let's revisit this mm-hmm. like if he lives for a hundred years are they supposed to be like well that was a life yeah or is it I like, feel like your life as a vampire though you have the strength to and the smartness and the resources to break out of prison that's true but he didn't have any money remember yeah so he wasn't <laughs> a very good vampire yeah if he didn't have money i doubt he has other resources that's true well his mom has plenty of time to like figure that shit out yeah exactly at least you got a friend on the outside right yeah so charity 
the girl who was who called her grandma. Yeah. She was sentenced to two counts of third degree murder. Oh shit. Yeah. Robbery with a deadly weapon <gasps> and burglary armed with weapons or explosives. Oh my god. And she was given ten and a half years in prison. Whoa. Yeah. Why? Oh what is third degree, I guess? Uh, I think it's, like, planning. Like, you're not involved in it, but you were aware of the planning of it. I think, I don't know for a fact. That's wild, because they weren't even there, right? They just got picked up. I guess if they knew what was happening, though. And And they didn't do anything to stop it, yeah. Yeah, but that just seems crazy. Which you think that might be, like, negligent murder. Yeah, or something. I don't know. I don't know. Huh. Okay, so she got ten years. Ten and a half. Ten and a half. But, yeah, she was released in 2006. Okay. And then Dana was charged with the same things, but she was given 17 and a half years in prison. Why? I don't know. I couldn't find what the difference was other than maybe because Charity technically was the reason that they got caught. Yeah, but that seems worse. Like she was trying to cover it up. Yeah, like she was trying to do more to stay hidden. Yeah. I don't know. I bet that's just the difference in fucking attorneys, man. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Well, Dana was released in 2011. Okay. So do you think they're like... I think I'm giving up this vampire life. I would think that sometime in jail or prison, you'd be like, you know what sucks? Not having superhuman strength and... All the things that I thought I had. And I hadn't drank blood this whole time and I'm still alive. Yeah. (laughs) Also, they make me go outside in the sunshine. (laughs) It's okay. And I eat garlic with my meals. Yeah, because I don't have a choice because it's prison food. Like, I don't think prison uses garlic. I don't know. Maybe. That's my stance. Forget about it. Yeah. But I feel like it's just like ketchup and noodles. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But I feel like prison would definitely take the vampire out of you. Yeah, I think it has to. Mm -hmm. And you'd like grow up a little bit because these kids were 16. Yeah. Oh my God. Everything was a phase then, you know? Yeah. It's It's not just a a phase, mom. It's just a phase. (laughs) So then Howard was convicted of felony murder and was given life without parole. Wow. In 2016, the Supreme Court ruled that juveniles shouldn't be sentenced to life without parole. Okay. And so he got new hearings and was sentenced to 40 years with time served. And he'll be out of prison in 2032 at 51 years old. Jeez, that's crazy. Heather. Uh Uh-huh. The one we've all been waiting for. Yeah. Was never sentenced or (gasps) convicted to any crimes. Really? Yeah. She did the same level of fucking effort as Charity and... Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. What the fuck? But they're saying that she didn't have any knowledge of it. the murders. So I'm assuming... Even though they have like evidence of her writing and saying, I want my parents dead. Yeah. (gasps) But maybe they're just taking that as like... She's got a real good lawyer. (laughs) Yeah, right? I don't know. They could have just been taking it as, like, fucking teenage angst on paper. Yeah, but then it happened. Yeah, by the person who you were writing the letters to. Yeah, that's why you have to be careful what you say. Write down. Don't write anything down, kids. Yeah, they don't want presented in court. Yeah. (laughs) Don't keep journals. (laughs) So, I'm assuming that they believed that she just wanted to run away. Mm-hmm. And police also found a note in the house that was written by Heather to her parents that said, I love you both so much. So that okay. kind of, in my opinion, fuels the, like, she was just running away. She didn't expect them to die. She actually loved them. Yeah, she loved them and, play, like, expected them to read that letter later. That's so weird. But also, what if that was, like, her goodbye letter? Like, she knew it was happening and she's like... Exactly. You know, like, the kiss of death. 
Yeah, and she left before they got murdered, so, like, there is a window of possibility that she planned for them to read that before they got murdered. And she left the door unlocked. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, she has since changed her name and started a new life. <laughs> so, she could be, like, you. <laughs> She's not me. <laughs> My mm. parents are still alive. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, your parents, <laughs> wink, wink. Uh-huh. How long have you known them? <laughs> I look exactly like my mom. That's true. <laughs> but she's still estranged from her sister. Yeah. Which, could you fucking imagine? That's crazy. Being the sister in that. No. She's all of a sudden, like, no family-less? Yeah. That's yeah. insane. Because your little shithead, fucking two-year-younger sister. Had was... some little dickweed come in. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. So, it should also be noted that there was never any evidence found that her father had abused her. Aww. And also, Dana came out later and said that it was true that Heather had no idea of Rod's plan. Oh, okay. So, maybe. Okay. But also, I feel like you're still, you hold some responsibility yeah, for it. you caused this, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, you're the one that's instigating it. But what if she really didn't know, and she did just say that in, like... Like an angsty moment. Yeah. Like, how fucking awful would you feel? Yeah. But. And, like, because we've all dated those, like, dumbasses. Yeah. That we should have never dated. And then you look back and you're like, oh, my God, I was so dumb. And that usually was around the 15, 16-year-old. That's true. Age. So, like. But I feel like if you're writing to that person, like, if you write it down and send it to another person, like, I want this person dead. Yeah. And then yeah, later. a little intense. That person ends up dead at this person's hand. Like, yeah. whether or not you meant it, you wrote it. So does that other person know you meant it or not? Who knows? That's true. But now I'm thinking about fucking Viscato, whatever his name was. Visago. Visago. If he had, like, some form of autism, maybe that form didn't let him realize. You know, some people with autism have a hard time distinguishing, like, sarcasm from real. They take yeah. it at face value. Like, yeah. whatever you say is what you say, and they don't have that ability to recognize the yeah. context or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So if he had maybe that level on the spectrum or whatever, maybe yeah. he read it and took it literally. Yeah, maybe. <sighs> I don't know. But also she wrote it. She literally wrote it. Yeah. And you can't infer, like, what tone or inflection or anything. Like, oh, my God, I wish they were dead versus, like, I wish they were dead. Yeah. Like, you can't do or that Or, like, was writing. it, like, I wish they were dead, will you kill them? Or was it, like, ah, I wish they were dead? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see the letter, or it didn't give, like, context or anything <sighs> around it. That's a tough one. I mean, I think it's still crazy regardless that she didn't get anything. Yeah, I feel like she should have at least been on parole. Yeah, or, like, or something house like arrest. Just a watcher. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe somebody keep an eye on her, because she's a little Oh, my God. Out there. That's so awful, though. How unnecessary. I don't know. That's a tough one. That's crazy. Isn't that fucked up? God damn. God yeah. damn. Yeah. So we That's had two fucked uh, fucking supernatural ones That's today. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. With like mental illnesses. <laughs> yeah. They kind of go hand in hand. I know. Even though I heard that little article though that says that they don't. Or it's not necessarily yeah. like if you have a mental illness that you're more likely to commit a crime. No. But I think that the majority of the like fucking i believe in aliens or yeah go with it that like kind that of thing. delusional part yeah they, go with some sort of mental illness yeah it's not to say that everyone with a mental illness is going to go kill someone yeah go kill someone or see aliens or anything like that but yeah. the people that do go kill someone because they saw aliens generally have a mental, a mental illness. illness that goes unchecked too yeah yeah, yeah. 
So if you know anybody with mental illness, make sure they're okay. <laughs> yeah, call some numbers if you need help or if you see aliens. <laughs> I don't know what the numbers are, but, <laughs> but Google do does. That. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. Yeah. We're not qualified to be able to like fucking solve that one. No. <laughs> well, goddamn. That was crazy. Yeah. Both those stories fucking deep. Yeah. Real and deep. brutal. Yeah. Lay. Unfortunately. All right, everybody. So, welcome back from that nightmare. <laughs> Thanks for listening again. Yeah. And if you want to see pictures related to these episodes, go check out our website, isgdpodcast.com. Or email us at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. Send us some suggestions. You guys have been sending us a lot of suggestions, and I haven't even heard of them, and they're <gasps> fucking awesome. Our listeners are the best. Yeah, they are. So keep sending us recommendations, because... Yes. You guys keep us on top of shit. Send those to our email or if you want to tweet at us or Instagram us or Facebook us, it's at ISGD Podcast. Or you can send us snail mail at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Yep. Also, Patreon, everybody. <gasps> Patreon. We released our second episode this month. Yep. You can find that on our website. We have a link for Patreon. Yes. Or if you go to patreon.com slash podcast. That's right. And you pledge for as little as a dollar and you get some fucking awesome extra episodes. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else? Send us your goddamns. Oh, yeah. Send us your goddamns. We need more of those. Yeah, those are always fun. I love those. Me too. All right. Is that all? I think that's it, guys. Bye. Bye. And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from Disbeer and Distress. Had a drink about an hour ago. Fill somewhere by the table or maybe the floor. Hey, we're the girls from the Disbeer and Distress podcast. We sit around drinking, talking about things that creep us out. That is if we can get past our wildly inappropriate banter. We may not have our facts in order, but we sure have fun trying. So if you're interested in hearing about things you wish you hadn't, then maybe swing by iTunes, Podbean, etc. and give your earbuds a nice little tickle with our podcast. But be warned, if you came here for true facts, you're going to be out of luck. You can also find us on Twitter at beer underscore dis. Or the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs>